Blog Talk Radio. Friday, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I hope you all have a relaxed, fun weekend. Make your men do all the work. You hear me? <laughs> we have an hour and 57 minutes in this show, and tonight we continue the old school battle. Okay? Tonight it's going to be between Angela Wimber and Tina Marie. And by the end of the night, we're going to know which queen to crown for the old school battle. In the mix of that, we will have our poetry, of course, and I do have some stimulating tracks to stimulate that mind tonight, so you definitely will be relaxed. That's the key word there. Okay, no open mic. Open mic will be next Friday. Um, the poets is, is not doing any Tuesday shows this month. They will um, be on air again next month. Also, we should be having a feature coming up soon, Mahogany Brown, working that out. Hopefully, she'll be visiting us and letting us know what's going on in her world as far as what she's doing in the spoken word category. Um, let's see what else. National Poetry Awards, Thomas O'Reilly, North Carolina. It's going to be a lot of poets out there doing their thing, accepting awards, and so on. The Poetess is definitely going to be at the National Poetry Awards. I hope to see you get as well. All right, so I'm not going to play music first. We're going to open up with some poetry. 
I haven't played this track in a while. This is from um, my homegirl, Deezy. She's out of Detroit, now hanging down Atlanta, Georgia, doing her thing. This one here is titled, Close Your Eyes. Yes. Deezy,
My name is kind of my six-year-old stepson asked, why don't I ever hear poetry on the radio? He said, Daddy, I never hear you on the radio. I said, son, first of all, don't believe everything you hear only half what you see, because most of the boys on the radio can't fuck with me. All they got is a record deal, a half meal, a lease call them, whack rhymes, a brainwash mine, a bottle of wine, four pennies and a dime, a borrow watch, two minutes of fame on borrow time. Well, I be in D.C. with Ben Jones sipping off the world because what everyone thinks don't mean shit to me. And me and Omari being there wide running buffaloes in the Statue of Liberty and my girlfriend's best friend said, Khan, when are you going to be on their poetry jam? I said, hey, I've been jamming poetry jam since they had my first nursery rhyme. But if I got the call, I might do something so raw, they wouldn't even show it. Then Russell played like he did the comedians, sell a million DVDs, and I pay one poet. And then this so-called battle rapper said, I used to write poetry, and that ain't shit. Come to the lounge tonight and I'll show you a true lyricist. I said, dude, I will eat your ass if you can only my name. So you better chill out before I run your ass on the continent. In fact, how can you continue when you have no real content? Where's your consciousness? Because content's verbally confined MCs like convicts. And that one good metaphor you got, got you acting way too confident. Because you're a spoken word con artist with no real commitment. You're not consistent. You need to go home working your bowels and confidence. And don't be surprised by appearing your conscious because... Khan has more sense than common sense, so you need to keep your wags on the bench while Khan lyrically wins championships. And his boy said, because you so sweet, how come you never win slams? I said, unlike you and your man, I don't sell my soul to 30s. I take the hard route, making sure my fingernails stay dirty, so I dig for the passion, the dirt, and the energy that's inside of me. And uh, I pray to God the judges are feeling me, and if they're not, I know there's somebody here that's going back home to their wife. Somebody here that's changed their life, or picked up a book, or hooked his kids, or raised the fist, or took care of his beard, found reasons to live. So to all those who are forced by night, but community activists and healers and teachers by day, fuck the radio, because our time is now. All right, all right. You're turned into the original Poetry After Dark Old School Battle. Tonight it's Angela Winbush and Tina Marie. So we're kicking off with round one. Starting off with Angela, and this one is Angel.
sun can rise and set with no regret. I can forget all about my blues. My life can take direction now, and my mind a clearer point of view. You know you lift me up when I'm torn down. You brought.
All right. We just had a disconnection in Portuguese love. Oh, those of you that's listening through Facebook, please post the comments up on the link. Let me know um, which artist you choose in each round that we go through. That was round one. All right, we're moving into some poetry. We have an hour and 38 minutes left in the show. This is Poetic Minds, The Whisper. 3 a.m. Darkness overcomes the tranquility. Suddenly, I'm longing for light. Your hand caressed crevices that caused me to cower into myself. Heat leaves through the cracks of vulnerability in my woman. Satin sheets float across my skin and blanket my senses. I seek solutions in the silence of suspicion. My flesh is cold. Your skin is colder. The room freezes honesty on the wall next to our fallen relationship, but it's too dark to see. I feel you place your lust on top of me. Your fingers glide over places that long for a touch. Such places have missed the hint of a man, manly movements to maneuver the magic in me, the mysteries of me, but my body thirsts for passions that I never really knew with you. Proceeding pulses palpitate in the pit of my stomach and my heart begins to wonder and weaken and worry. You pull the sheets back until my nakedness welcomes your power. You smile and I stare. Your manhood signals me and ghostly whispers fill the air. They swarm around in my hindsight. The noise is angrily comforting. This sound seems too familiar. My comforter munches itself, preparing my spirit for your company, telling my thighs and my arms to host your party. And I want to give in and I want to give all. I want to give love. Love that makes the soul stir in the dreams last. But my heart races and my mind is suddenly running towards the past. The past being painful, dismal, and not that long ago presents itself in mental pictures across my ceiling, performing seas of love gone away. Days I cried, days I fasted, days I fell, days I died. Oh, how I loved you. Oh, how I love you. Oh, how I would have made the world over for you. I would have rebuilt fallen temples for you. I would have uncovered all the treasures of Tut and buried them in your past life for you. And I'm trying really hard not to remember the worst of you. God knows I felt too long the curse of you, but I can still smell her perfume on your neck. I can still taste the cigarettes on your lips that you never smoked. I can hear the shower running in the middle of the night after your long days away from me. I can feel the fights beating down my self-esteem. I can smell the blood boiling to my highest degree. I can see me becoming another me because you took me there, sucking out all my value, leaving me filled with affliction and air. Damn, what is that noise? You enter me firm, almost cruelly. I feel your hands upon my breast as your tongue flickers against my nipples. Your grip is hard. Your heart is hard. Aggression dedicates its action to my neck as you kiss me hungrily. A tear emerges in the corner of my eyes because I've known this aggression personally on too many nights. My hands gather around your waist. My pride wants to push you away because you never looked at my body as wanting to please, but needing to feed off my love and off my soul and off my flesh. And my price for allowing you to do this to me was my dignity and my well-being. And you're beginning with her. What is that fucking noise? My woman begins to reject your erection. She takes her wetness and places them in my eyes until they fall as tears. Her love does not want you there. My face falls into the pillow. The ghostly whispers cry in despair as you selflessly continue on and on and on. My heart beats strong and reminds me I've been here before. 
My chest aches and the pain awakes itself in my eyes. My cries are silent but flood my face. Your body stays and my integrity walks away. You see, this bed holds up our history. It captured and binds the negativity that you gave me after you left me. Something beyond this fallacy asks me, why is he here again? Why are you here again? I listen to my inner thoughts telling me that this night is a mistake. This night will take you right back to a place you tried to leave, but as hurtful as it may be, I've longed for this night. To ease the chills in my stomach and holes in my soul, I've prayed for this night because my love has known too long the loneliness of my own shadows. I loved you so much. I missed you so much. You hurt me so much. My spirit feels empty, losing something I thought was so perfect. All the signs were there, but I only saw you. All these whispers were there, but I only saw you. And as your sweat finds its way to me, I want to scream out my hate for me, but this pain won't let me. All my powers have been consumed. Your nearness torches my being and my womb. The longer you stay in me, the more prevalent your energy falls. And the whispers get louder and the whispers grow louder. You can't hear me cry. My weeps blend with your moans and your sighs. The tears fall fast. Our connection flashes against my virtue. Hurricanes of all the fights and all the women and all the yelling and the solitude of having a wounded man surrounds my bed. Your emotions are tidal waves that engulf my insecurity and manifest into a reality that blinded perceptions wouldn't let me see. All the love your love has for me is released from your dick to my sheets and it saturates my worth until I sink underneath. The whispers turn into voices and the voices get louder and louder. I hear them blasting from the unplugged radio and the off TV and the loud secrets they say get this nigga out of your bed. The need for him is in your head and not your heart. Exhale the intoxication that tears your world apart. Rage for the sanctity in your substance to be right. Don't let this man steal your joy twice. Give him back his distilled pseudo-realities. Mount the past upon his stack and steal the joy in yourself back. The whisper stopped. The pain stopped. The tears stopped. And somewhere between self-love and streetlights. He left. I know you. You're a solitary girl. I heard you screaming when your back was against the wall. Your voice is stronger than you know. It's the power of the sun that you fear, busting your head against that stone wall, making your mind a prison, making your feet a victim of cinder blocks and brick, causing you to doubt steps your foot hasn't even taken yet. You think your foot needs time to bolt the front door, preventing the demons from getting in? I know you. You're lost in the darkness, but your journey is just getting started. I know you, solitary girl. I heard you screaming when your back was against the wall. Your voice is stronger than you know. You ran blindfolded when your eyesight was not correct. You hallucinated and tripped on your regrets, but crossroads do not appear out of thin air in order to hinder your path to freedom. And roadblocks are not pit stops on delusions feeding emotional diversion. And paths are not solidified on the back roads of indecision. And a fucked up mistake or a twist of fate should not bend your soul off track towards a capital punishment of mental crucifixion, for you are not on death row. Body will survive. Soul will revive, wounds will heal, and spirit shall break out of its self-subjected sentence of solitary confinement the moment you make your life yours. Your birth was not a mistake.
You can't keep covering up your bruises, scars, and pain with caked-on foundation. Blood, red lipstick, a back and a neck brace there to keep your back straight and your head held high. You've got to stand your ground, plant your soul in the same soil you planted your feet. You've got to stand your ground, bury your doubts in the same soil you lost your belief. Uproot the dreams that still sleep. Build a fortress around the ground that you are determined to keep. And you will never be afraid to scream out to stop. And you will remember the price of your worth. And you will recall you've been strong since birth and you won't have to run with blind luck on your back and you won't have to find your blindfold is intact and you won't have to hear your voice crack from the dust that gets stuck in your lungs when you run and you won't have to fall if you hit that brick wall and you won't have to stumble in the gaps of your fears and you won't have to drown in your puddles of tears and you won't have to feel that it was all your fault and you won't feel the need to keep blaming yourself and you won't take him back if he says never hit you again and you won't give in if you're tempted to believe him and this time it is your decision this time things will be different and you will take back the night and you will take back the night you will take back the night and choose to live with this son and you won't have to hear your voice crack from the dust that gets stuck in your lungs when you run I know you, solitary girl, and your voice, your voice is stronger than you know. What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Steady J, and whenever I'm not holding down or life at the desk and biz or no biz, I'm enjoying some of the best spoken words. The beautiful, the talented, the most extravagant, the most elegant, the angelic chorus on the original. Hold on real quick. Let me repeat that one more time. The original poetry after dark. Live on Paul Talk Radio. Round two, round two, Angela Wimbush and Tina Marie. And this round, let's see, I think I'm going to go ahead and play a little upbeat song from Angela Wimbush, and this one is titled Love You More. This is a definite throwback, and I want to know how many of y'all remember this hit.
Tina Marie is going to answer back, guys, with Square Bed. I live on Donker, Young, Caviar, Filet Mignon, and you 
Why are you here? Are you truly ministering to edify the hearts, minds, and souls of people who have ears to hear? Or are you doing it for all of the applause, the honor, the accolades, the compliments, the standing ovations, and the loud cheers, trying to gain the approval of your peers? But the question is, is it God or is it the people that you fear? You see, I used to think that the power of God's anointing on my life was predicated upon how many people can fill up the seats, not realizing that the power of God's anointing is actually predicated upon how many souls can be reached. It was almost like it was a competition, and I was more worried about putting on a good show and how many artists I can beat. But my contemptible, worthless victory was detestably minute and vaguely obsolete. And then I ultimately came to the conclusion that it was actually Satan's victory, my defeat. You see, you're so busy trying to impress other people with your charismatic orator, but if the people really knew who you were behind closed doors, they would not even have a desire to heal you anymore. Instead, they will make a detour, turn and run into the opposite direction looking for the nearest corridor out. 
to the exit door. I don't question your anointing or your spiritual ability, nor do I doubt your oratorical capabilities. But I'm more concerned about the fact that you love the glitter, the glamour, and the hoopla more than you love the responsibility. And trust me, you're not fooling anybody but yourself, putting on a facade of modesty, exemplifying fictitious humility. There are times when you are the hottest artist of the night, and you love to hear the people say that you're the beast that ripped up the mic. And I personally don't mind giving you your props and telling you that your lyrics are tight. But the problem is that not one soul has come to Christ. I know the gift is supposed to make room for you, and you got the skills to pay the bills. But what good are these skills if the heart is not being mended and the soul is not being healed? Your pride has uncontrollably gotten the best of you to the point where it cannot be concealed. Your vocabulary is extensive but insubstantial because of your inability to keep it real. Because if you are constantly speaking words and your words are not helping anybody, then your skills are nil. You have become the biggest ticket in town, but in the spirit realm, you are a subpar statistic, and now you're lusting after your own vanity and your personality has become connivingly narcissistic and now you're mad because someone else has stolen the show? What's wrong with that? You mean to tell me you're upset because there's not enough people patting you on the back? Oh, you did such a good job and you are so awesomely anointed, but you have gotten so obsessed with putting on a good show that you have become a spiritual disappointment. You see, the problem is that you want public eminence without having to pay the price nor realizing the cost of it. You have allowed your gift to take you where your character cannot keep you and now you have become a dictatorial dogmatist and now nobody can tell you nothing because you think you know it all. However, I must warn you my brothers and my sisters that pride goes before the fall. Your words are excitable but it lacks sincerity. Your delivery is impeccable but your lifestyle lacks integrity and if you continue on this dangerous path your ministry will be short lived without the possibility of longevity because you're too busy trying to be famous selling your souls only to be a spotlight like celebrity. Yeah, you make the people think that it's Christ that you proclaim trying to get everybody to recognize your so-called big name, taking the name of the Lord God Jehovah in vain, using your gift to turn tricks and run game, and as soon as you fall flat on your face, you're looking for everybody but yourself to blame, because instead of using your gift to save souls, you're only in it to get your shine on in your three minutes and ten seconds of fame, and even though you speak with articulation and your voice projects with clarity, it does not necessarily mean that you're a spiritual just because because your words lack vulgarity. You have developed a boisterous attitude and a pharisaic mentality, and you have infamously grown into a sanctimonious whore, prostituting yourself for the sake of gaining popularity. You cannot serve two masters, and on this day you will have to decide and ask yourself the question of where does your soul reside? Is it in God or is it in the world? For one shall be worshipped and the other shall be denied. Because your self-glorification is beginning to intensify to the point where it is becoming apotheosized, and your arrogance will continue to consume you unless your ego begins to subside. Your pride has caused you to stiffen your neck, and now you have become your own worst enemy. And if you do not allow yourself to be broken, then you will suddenly be broken in that without remedy. Stay with me because I don't want to lose you. This piece is set in place to push, correct, and to move you into a place of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. This is not meant to confuse you because if you are not totally broken down in your spirit, then God will not use you. And as I conclude, Listen closely because I want to make sure that this does not get misconstrued. Just because they have people here to validate you, it does not necessarily mean that God approves. Because although the people may applaud you, in the spirit realm, you're getting booed. 
Because if you're not able to properly minister to the crowd of a few, then surely you're not ready to minister to the multitude because it is your attitude that determines your altitude. But it is also that same state attitude that will ultimately determine the sickliness of your decrepitude. And the moral of this story is that every single time I step up to this mic, I have to make sure that God gets the glory. And although my sins are many, pending my repentance, he throws them in the seat of forgetfulness without taking up inventory. And I have to see to it that he gets all of the credit for the exegesis of this poetic homiletical oratory. So the next time you're sitting at your desk, meditating and thinking about what you want to write or spit next, make sure that you consult God before you do. And when you do, give him your very best. Leave your problems at home and stop taking it out on everybody else and blaming other people for your mess. Better yet, on the other hand, before you decide to walk through the doors of another church or venue, make sure you put your pride in check. Straight cheese, rhymes I make these. Whack MCs, I hate these. Radio consistently play these generic gimmicky compositions. Got me pulling the ink off my sheets and slapping cats with my parentheses. Filling these listeners of lyricism with BS. Polluting their paragraphs with materialistic philosophy. Pouring propaganda into the mind of the influential. It's detrimental. This gets me violent. Crawling through 200 degrees sand in search of an oasis in this desert of hip-hop. I'm on a quest to quench my thirst with verse that is creative, but all that's in the atmosphere is money and bitches. Jewelry, illegal activity, squandering greenback for mere possessions. It gets me agitated. I'm irritated, aggravated. I'm ready to Spit wisdom, pour knowledge in your Kool-Aid I'm ready to murder these so-called murderous MCs Yo, you ain't a drug trafficker You make your money off of mediocre metaphors Laced with make-believe massacres You not a rapper, you a character Got me ready to attack you rivals with a rifle Loaded with semicolons and exclamation points And pop off until you get the point Cause sometimes I get homicidal thoughts CDs, 9 millimeters around to be committing crimes in the back of the mind and when my tongue cocks back on the hem as a hot rap shot, bust off quicker than an impotent senior citizen assassin feminine, got you hesitant to hold your pen, I got that dime flow with nickel plated sentences, ghost writing for my nemesis and charge high percentages, I'm a simile specialist with vests that bulletproofer infected with a verbal tumor, I'm sick Injecting my virus on your computer just so you can download my hot flow, y'all. Beg me to sneeze on your loose leaf sheets and blow my nose in your inadequate prose. Hell no. Black roads like I who rode the Underground Railroad. Cause I refuse to slay for radio play. And I refuse to hear the nonsense you got coming my way. I can tell by the way you write. You must be wine, love Jones, and play brother to the night. Recite that shit till you get it right. Am I right? Of course I am, you ignorant, arrogant Africans. Cut your shenanigans. You're a lyrical embarrassment. Have you vanished into low life? Like Napster on the internet Keep coming with the corny poetry You'll be in a hole, see Deep like six feet It's unattractive Drop so much shit You flow laxatives I'm the adolescent With a flow so abundant It assassinates the game's redundance I'm above it Stop playing Your amazing phrasing Was really a fabrication Of articulation Defacing realness with the basics You play like Michael's pigmentation Your skill is a figment Of your A&R's imagination If you just wrote some rhyme That you have in your mind Instead of conforming To the norm that you heard All the time You'd be fine but in the meantime, I'll be in the audience, not applauding your fraudulence and make you my rival with thoughts homicidal. Because sometimes, just sometimes, <laughs> I get homicidal thoughts. The original poetry after dark old school battle, that was Divinity. And that was titled Homicidal Thoughts. 
Okay, so back to Angela Winbush and Tina Marie. This is round three. Now, um, I was not planning on playing this particular piece, um, excuse me, particular track from Tina Marie, but this is something new from her. Um, well, actually, her newest track when she was with Cash Money. So we have someone in the chat room that has not heard um, anything new from her. This one is titled Uwe, and this is when she was with Cash Money.
to be or not to be? That is the question. Are you serious? Hey, this your man. Sound off now. For the best in poetry and spoken word, join my fam, the Angelic Poetess. That's every Tuesday and Friday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. On the Blog Talk Radio Network, the best in Internet radio. So join my fam, D-A-P, DAP, for some of the hottest spoken word artists and poets on the planet with that special blend of music to soothe you after a long, hard day. Again, that's Tuesdays and Fridays, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. for the Angelic Poetess Artist Showcase. I will see you there. The original Poetry After Dark. I'm your host, Keith Poetist, doing the old school battle on a Friday night. Thanks for all the stuff you in chat and all of you guys that's listening in through Facebook. Appreciate the love. All right, so the next quote we have is Eric Moore, and this one titled Easy. Recite a piece about how I would love to massage your vaginal walls with every inch of my firmness. Or eat you slowly, as if you were a pair of edible underwear slightly melted by the heat that we create on the bedroom floor. It would be easy for me to tell you what I would do to you if you were covered with whipped cream from head to toe. How my tongue would create a diagram from your legs to your breasts and right back down to your diaphragm, nice and slow. Or what I would do to you if you gave me the opportunity to recreate the Kama Sutra with you as a Tuscan Baby, would that make you wet? It would be easy for me to describe how a sexual session with me would set your orgasms free, as if you were a Hebrew slave. Or how it would be my mission for my multiple decisions to give your dead sex drive new life, like Lazarus when he rose from the grave. Don't think this is blasphemy. Baby, all you have to do is ask of me shall be done. Yeah, baby, it's that easy. But it's hard for me to get you to see that you are so much more than what the last man led you to believe. And it's hard for me to make you see that freedom is just outside that open cage. All you have to do, baby, is spread your wings and leave. But he's got you believing that you are nothing with him and even less without him. When the truth of the matter is that you are everything to me and I am nothing without you. And it's hard for me to play my position on the sidelines knowing that your natural resources are being wasted on someone who doesn't appreciate the gift that you are. You see, dude would rather go to strokers and stroke her until his pockets are empty. And I would rather stroke your mind until your mental masturbates than turn right around and stroke your body gently the way you love me to until you and I are both done and empty. And it's hard for me to see you playing these childish games with a little boy disguised as a man. I guess you've been shopping at Toys R Us for so long that you forgot what a real man is. And since dude's been playing with your emotions for so long, get with me. And I'll show you my game plan on how you and I can raise a couple of kids. Yeah, baby, it is what it is. It's that easy. And it's that easy because you know what I want. And it's that easy. Because I know what I need. And I'm saying that you need me like I need you. So stop being hard on yourself, baby. And let me make your life easier. 
This poem, this poem is not another I'm mad at the world poem, not another I hate men poem, not another I hate the fact I ain't a funny poet poem, this is simply an I want to be heard poem. Because the memory of a Pakistani 18 year old killed in Brooklyn two nights ago depends on this. Killed by four teenagers with the rage of 40 men, stabbed four times and beaten to death all because of his brown skin, his memory depends on this and I don't know what's worse the fact that I don't expect anything different or the fact he received less than two minutes on the news due to the exclusive reports of Mike Jackson's lawsuit and I want to be mad at the world because yesterday a 15 year old girl explained to me how happy she was that the Arabs crumbled with the twin towers of WTC and her teacher had nothing to say too scared he would overstep his boundaries and piss off the little woman child who also happened to be in the process of being initiated into her neighborhood gang. He decided then that making her understand not everyone with the characteristics of those so-called terrorists were the same, well, that wasn't more important than getting home to his newborn. Besides, them damn kids, well, they were known to slip by the metal detectors with razors under their tongues, so he remained silent. Understandably, still... This poem, this poem is not another I hate you poem, not another I'm too fat for society poem, not another fuck me till my back hurts poem, cause Nigerian women with out of wedlock babies chance the sentencing of being stoned to death. And I want to love you back, but Amina and her eight-month-old daughter may not have the chance to exist because daddies that leave here, well, they just leave. And daddies that leave unwed mothers in Nigeria share no blame while watching the mother of his love child slain. And I don't know how to explain that hypocrisy without laughing and crying hysterically. So let's just be friends. You keep on your pants and restrict our romance to cyber sex. Cause this poem, this poem is not another. I hate reality shows poem, not another mad that Hallie won too soon or Denzel won too late poem, not another hip hop is dead poem. Cause Jam Master J, Tupac, and Big L can't hear my words. And Freaky Ty, Big Pun, and Notorious B.I.G. can't feel my song. A song that I've grown accustomed to singing sadly like Billie Holiday's Hair on Blues. Raw, uncut, and fatal. Served through verses to pinch your nerves and provoke thought. But when giggles penetrate air canals and oxygen is gasped at frantically, it's obvious you thought I was joking. Thought this poem was designed to make you feel smarter, make you feel superior, make you numb against the day-to-day -day struggle, but stanzas filled with lovely metaphors of sweetened hues and how his sun eclipsed my moon don't embody the pulse I need you to hear. While my heartbeat beats against the microphone, I fear the seriousness of this matter won't get any feedback. See, this poem is not another Let's start a revolutionary poem, not another stop the earth pollution poem. It is simply an I want to be heard poem because it's going to take more than one poem to change your mind and more than one mind state to change the world. All right, all right. That's Mahogany Brown with not another. Back to Angela Wimbush and Tina Marie. All right. This is definitely getting good. Um, this is round four. Angela Wilbur is going to kick this off with my first love. Mm -hmm. 
of a perfect frame Shafts of your smile will always remain Get us love to
coincide with the poetry from the original Poetry After Dark Old School Battle. And it's definitely a tight line here. I don't know who I'm going to go with. It's tight here. They neck and neck. We got about three more rounds of Tina Marie and Angela Wendell. Poets, spoken word artists, you got a recorded track. Please send me your track if you would like to play it on the radio show. Support you after dark at gmail.com. Please make sure it's an MP3 format. Remember, next Friday, uh, the original Poetry After Dark will have open mic night. So if you want to sign, definitely give us a call, and I'll let you on the mic. Going to Chanel Gabriel, and this is one of my favorite spoken word artists out there. This one's titled, Permanent Imprint. Believing his own lies till he did his own ventriloquy. Stringing himself along in a world that lacked consistency, consistently mistaking honesty for truth because, honestly, he really does love her. But truthfully, he doesn't know how to. And how do you show a grown man how to be selfless when his own mother used her selflessness to teach him to be selfish? Miss Transcend's birth, she tended to his needs before they surfaced. Satisfying her son was her only purpose. No earning her grace, no need for good grades. He'll grow out of it was a frequent phrase when he misbehaved. As he grew, he got accustomed to getting more than he gave. The first woman he ever loved was his personal slave. Condoned his passion for unemployment since that meant he'd always be home and she'd never be alone. So the seeds of responsibility and maturity were never sown. She forgot to teach him how to fish and now he's grown in stature but not mentality. Unwilling to own up to the fact that the only thing he has to offer a woman is his company. And even that is temporary because countless ladies will tell you this. His loving is like confetti because at first it's all pretty but then look at the mess you're left with. Desperate to replace mama, he marries a woman who gives him a throne on which he doesn't even deserve to sit. And I feel sorry for her. Really, I do. Because honestly, he really does love her. But truthfully, he doesn't know how to. How do you show a grown man ambition when he's been conditioned to be in a constant position of submission? Giving his wife permission to be the sole breadwinner so he could be the bedwinner. And the couch has his permanent imprint. I'm praying he'll end up impotent so that his wife doesn't have to pay for him. Insisting that he should leave behind a football team legacy That he can't support financially Hoping that eventually he'll be the man he's supposed to be But if you let a man give you garbage once You'll spend a lifetime taking out trash So she simply endures the monotony of their life in matrimony Struggling to make ends meet Juggling three jobs while he lives for free Knowing that in old age he'll be living off her social security And is that really fair? She shows her love by giving everything He thinks it's enough just to be there. Finds money for all the newest gear, even though his children need new shoes. Got 22-inch rims for his car, even though the Con Ed bill is due. And the needs of his family come second to the needs of his crew. The trees of society will never grow if this exists in its roots. I want to forgive his ignorance. Really, I do. But he doesn't even love himself. How can you expect me to? Me to. catching a bus.
But little did you know his heart was pure gold. But because he wasn't an athlete, didn't play for the Pistons, the Lions, the Tigers, the Bears, oh my. You passed him up. You passed him up because he said he ran into a little bad luck and he spent some time in jail. But he paid his debt to society and he was helping to build a family, but you walked away all high and mighty. You passed him up. You passed him up because he was a custodian. And the one after that worked for the phone company. And the third one did security. So because he wasn't a high-tech millionaire, couldn't take you to Nordstrom's and pay for your hair, you passed him up. You passed him up because he said he had a GED. And you said, no, (laughs) you definitely not the man for me. See, I need a man with a PhD. Knowing deep down inside that you only graduated with a 2.3, but you passed him up. him up because you said, girl, he got too many kids. And you judged him on this fact, forgetting how many times you decided not to have someone else's child, but you passed him up. See, ladies, you're looking for something that simply doesn't exist. Men don't come in nice little packages. And you're looking for Denzel Washington. Shamar Moore Morris Chestnut while you sit up on your butt. Don't keep yourself up. When was the last time you reduced your food intake? You know what I'm saying. You passed him up. You sung the song on the radio. I need a baller, a shot caller. Driving the Lexi knows how to fuck so when he pulled up aside, you couldn't see that he was in disguise. Until he beat you in your face. You called me to say, all men are dogs. There ain't none out there for me. They don't have a college degree. They don't have any money. He's in jail. He's trying to post bail. He's too tall. He's too short. He's too fat. He's too skinny. He just sucks. Look at that gut and he can't... You passed him up. And ladies, I'm not trying to say you settle for every man you meet, but please just try to go deep. Remember the things you have heard time and time again. Clothes do not make the man. Beauty is only skin deep. You are not what you drive. Take a look on the inside by giving a brother a chance. And the next time you see a bus, I, I suggest you slow up just a little bit. Be sure you don't pass them up. Right there always makes me laugh. That was just too cute. 
Okay, back to the battle. This is round five. Angela Wimbus um, was featured in this song. You don't have to cry.
right, all right. You don't have to cry. And Tina Marie's going to answer back with Out on the Limb.
only on the original Fort Chapter Dark. Oh, ooh, battle. Damn, Tina. Now, if y'all ain't feeling it, I don't know what to tell you, because that girl sings to a point that makes your damn soul shake, okay? And with that one song, my vote is casted tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, I love Angela, too, but, yo, Tina is, is getting a man tonight, indeed. Okay, so look, we're going we're gonna to come back to Tina, and we're going to come back to Angela. But right now, let's listen to Kenny Fountain with no such words. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you reached the verdict? Yes, Your Honor. Even though the boy was minding his own business and the police were irrational, we still find the officers not guilty. Justice is served! Justice is served. The justice system has once again proven that if you're black, you're going to keep losing. Who selected the jury? There had to be a plan to make sure it didn't work for the black man. No blacks on the jury, I was broken hearted. The cops were found innocent before the trial started. Why they even had a trial is beyond my guess. I guess they call it the normal process. They came out smiling, they never even sweated when they should be on the chopping block getting beheaded. And you have the nerve to say justice was served before a black man. There's no such words. Police brutality, where do we draw the line? Rodney King was not the first time. Numerous amounts and numerous places. So many blacks, so many cases. New York, Miami, and definitely L.A. The cops are out of hand with their force display. Drunk driving or speeding is not justified. Beating a man in the street till he's close to dying. To cover yourself, you said he tried to attack. How? With four batons being slammed to his head and his back. He threw up his hand for protection, what I figure. But like you said on the radio, you had to get a nigga. So you commenced the kicking, swinging, and stomping. The more he screamed, the more your heart started pumping. We all know the deal, you try to be discreet. You might as well go on the patrol with the white hoods and sheets. But you have the nerve to say justice was served. Before a black man, there's no such word. A black life doesn't mean jack to the white man. That's a slap in the face to African Americans. You never have a problem with letting it show because you never have a problem with letting the cops go. But when we take it to the streets, you cry the blues when you are the ones igniting the fuse. As the fuse gets shorter, you keep throwing matches when finally there's one where the fire catches. Because if a black cop had shot a white, then he would be locked in prison tonight. I know some people are out there wondering about this question that I've been pondering. If the cop was black and the suspect were white, see, would they get tried by an all-black jury? In the words of homie the clown, you know, and let the black walk free? I don't think so. And you have the nerve to say justice was served. Before a black man, there's no such word. Yes, I was the poet is on the original poetry after dark, old school battle, and it's going to continue. I might go ahead and just play the rest of the tracks without playing any more poetry since we are running short on time. We have about 17 minutes left in the show. All right, so we're going with Angela Wimber, and this one is titled Keep Turning Me On.
Hey, Tina Marie. Ooh, la, la, la. Just 
gone I don't think I've ever felt this way before <laughs> You know, it's funny how a man can change so quickly From a cold-blooded person Thinking he's God's gift to women Remember how I used to do that? <laughs> I must have been crazy there Remember when you used to I'm living with 